Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 10. Today we're going to be talking about social media and how far we've come as a society. I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, are, are we felling out this whole idea behind sharing likes and loves? Uh, what's really that all, what really is that all about? Tony, to- Tony, uh, yes, Tony, Tony, off your phone, Tony. Yeah, we have a, we have a show to do here. But that, did you see? Did you see this today on Facebook? No, no, I didn't. What are you? What are you looking at? Oh, I can't. I don't even want to talk about it. It'll it'll trigger everybody. What's going on here today? <laughs> oh my goodness! I had to like it. I I'm, I might share it. I don't know yet. But I'm sorry. What what are we doing? What's going on? Oh, funny. You should ask. We're actually going to be talking about social media and how far we've come as a society is this something that is leading to our detriment is it something that is uh actually um uh, beneficial to us what do you think well obviously that was a little acting job uh and not a good one um in the beginning but it was it was it was we were spontaneous there it was like last second i said hey let's do this um so yeah it was cheesy but uh it's it's a point we're trying to make about our capability as human beings or our incapability as human beings to focus in person interaction. So in person, when you are actually physically with somebody and you're on your phone. Now, actually, we're viral right now. We're not together. Um, We're looking at each other through our two brothers, Mike, Zoom cams, as, as we put it. But it's amazing uh, the problems that we have with social media today, but there's some good stuff too. There's some good stuff too with technology in general. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the good and the bad, but uh, we're not going to be able to, you, you, you know this show, we've been talking about doing this show forever. And then you just come to the realization that it's impossible to do it in one show. And you also want to have some input. And I think in our show last week uh, with Dr. Nicole Rentilla, when we did, um, um, preventing Dauber, uh, when we talked about serial killers and that fascination, um, we talked about the fact that this was going to be this week's show. And I think even Dr. Nicole, uh, agreed that this could be a great avenue for her, uh, to come aboard and talk about the mind and, and what's going on with social media and how we're interacting, the dopamine effect. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that today, just from our own point of view. And, and we're not clinical psychologists, you know, so we're not sociologists. We're, we are just two guys and a mic. And, and so, which means we have an opinion. And uh, so that's what we're doing today. And Joe, you know, I'm always looking for it. I'm looking for the avenue, right? What can I do? And I don't do it very often anymore. Uh, and obviously, I think for good reason, because in the first couple seasons, we were trying to do an 80 segment with every show, and it just wasn't tying in. You know, it wasn't tying in. Although I think people loved it. They had to have. How could you not love it? But, and maybe that's me just, you know, I'm telling myself that, right? I'm psyching myself up. But I think, I think it fits in well today. And the biggest reason why is because when we're talking about technology, we're in a comparison mode here. We're talking about technology from then. We're talking about technology now. What are the differences? What has it done to us over the past... I guess we could say 30 years, um, the 80s, 
the cell phone. If you can remember, we had the red Camaro. I think our parents painted it like purple afterward, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was like a mo- it was like maroon with like red pinstriping. I feel like it was in honor of Prince. That's what I tell myself every day. But I don't know. I no, we we had an uncle who had a purple. Was it a purple Camaro? Was it a purple Camaro? Was purple, a purple moped. moped? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Fioriani. <laughs> he had a purple moped, and yes, I would use it whenever I could. It sparkled. It had the sparkle. It had the whatever you the glitter. It, that was a true. That was a tribute to to, to Prince and, and. You better believe it was. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we had folks. We had friends. We had friends who painted their bedroom purple when their parents went out of town. I don't remember how that went. I don't remember how that all went down, but that will remain purple. It might still be purple. I'm going to go over there, I think, one day and find out. But um, uh, so, yeah, Prince was a big deal back then, but so was the cell phone. And we had it in that Camaro, Joe. And all I could remember was the thing was literally the size of my arm from my elbow to my wrist, if you could remember. And there was a warning. And the warning was, if you pick up that phone and call us, you better be dying. Uh, because it was like $10 a second or whatever it might've been. I don't remember what the charges were. Was, was that the, was that the bag phone? Yeah. Yeah. The bag, bag. Yeah, the bag phone. Yeah. That was, was it a bag or was it a suitcase that came in? Hey, well, uh, pretty much a suitcase. It was pretty big. I did a workout with it one time. I mean, I'm doing like overhead presses. That's how big this thing was. So, so folks listen, okay. As you can tell, technology is inevitable. And, and so with the cell phone from the eighties to, uh, then you remember the flip phone as we got into the millennium, you know, and then, oh, you skipped then, over an entire, an entire generation of the Zach Morris phone, the tall, thin cellular devices look like the things that, uh, you see telephone say by the bell that you see telephone yeah. workers wearing on their hip. It looked like that. It was ginormous with antenna. It was probably about a foot and a half. Yeah. And that was late eighties, early nineties. If I'm not mistaken, maybe mid nineties. I, I, I can't remember, but yeah. Okay. So yeah. How can I forget about Zach's phone? And then the, the, the flip phone, the StarTac came out yes. and that was all the rave. Everybody wanted the StarTac. Yeah. I remember when that happened, I finally got mine and dropped it right in the lake. One time I was fishing bad, bad day, bad day. Do you know there's people that still have a flip phone? They well, well, now they're making a they're making a comeback now, but I I don't think they have the originals because the the satellites and everything don't they don't uh, uh, work with it anymore. It's it's become no. obsolete technology. In fact, anything three G and below has gone the wayside, gone kaput. Um, so so that's where the cell phone was, and everyone knows where it's at now, uh, and where it continues to go. You can't keep up with. Uh, I mean, you you're constant. We constantly have to purchase more and more stuff and folks i'm not the kind of person who likes to do that kind of stuff joe will tell you i right now have an iphone 8 and i'm hanging on to that thing for dear life i don't care about what the 12 can do and people have to talk me into it as a matter of fact i will not buy an iphone what's it where's it at now 13 i don't uh, know actually i believe it's 14 but <clears throat> i've gotten to be the same way because quite honestly once you get to a certain point they're all the same like nothing changes other than the camera which, I mean, I'm a photographer. I have an actual camera. <laughs> Although I don't carry it with me everywhere, it is nice to have the better, you know, the higher quality uh, uh, camera. But I got to tell you, one of my biggest gripes are with people that view events like this the whole time. 
you know, the, the kids' sports games or whatever, the whole time they're like this. And it's like, the, you're at the kids' game. Why aren't you watching? We went to Disney. Okay. Okay. All right. We went there. They do the fireworks at the end of the night at the castle. Beautiful thing to see. And I'm just looking, and all you see are cell phones lying all over the place in front of you, you know? And it's like, how? You're here. What are you going to do? What are you going to watch this fireworks display again on your phone? You're never okay. doing it. You have like, to let Facebook know but, you're well, there. I'm saying be present in the moment and enjoy this. Then I turn around, and I wanted to take the picture because you know what I, I was looking at the whole time? I'm looking at two little girls' faces lit up like in complete awe. That yeah. was something worth taking a picture. Not the it just it, it bothers me because you know, and especially as a photographer, there's things, there's a time and a place. You know, weddings. Oh my word! You know, you get paid to do a wedding, and everybody in a pew has a has a camera. They're all in the way, so you get pictures of the bride and groom with a bunch of cell phones on. It's it just it. it I'm not trying to say like like I'm upset about the fact that cell phones or have been, have become the big uh, you know camera nowadays. Whatever. But the point is, because uh, we were talking about how the technology starts to advance, but really with the iPhone, it's just the same thing with a little bit slightly better camera because they're only going to get so good. Yeah. Hey, well, who knows where it's going. Those of you that are joining this show for the first time ever, that's fine. We always tell everybody, go back to the beginning. But listen, that doesn't mean you have to leave this show. Uh, a lot of good information, I believe, coming at you today. But if you didn't know this because you haven't followed the show from the beginning, Joe is a photographer, videographer, drone shooter for real estate agents, uh, used to do uh, a lot of website development. Um, that's his forte. Uh, he is the person who is responsible for everything that goes on in terms of technological advances with two brothers, one mic. Um, he does all the editing and all the publishing and everything else and continues to push the envelope on a regular basis. So if you're sitting there going, who is this guy? Talking about, well, he does photography and videography for weddings and graduations and and yada, yada, yada for our this, Seinfeld fans. This is actually actually the one area that I, I actually am qualified to, to give. Qualified. So, <laughs> 100%. This area only really, the, the rest is just from experience that I've had, but, uh, you know, like we talk about the weight loss and everything, but no, yeah. th this is the one that's thing. Where, yeah, this is where I make my money. That's where you make your money. I stay in my lane, you stay in your lane. And we kind of jump into each other's lane every now and then. I don't. I, I really don't jump into your lane though, because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to that, right? Um, but the time we, he jumps in my lane is when he's sharing his screen with me, so I could fix things on his computer. I literally the, he he talks about the MacBook, the yeah. MacBook that he just got. One of my biggest reasons behind talking him into you got to get a MacBook was because of the screen sharing capabilities. So I can get on his on his computer and just click the three things that need to be clicked to make something happen. Because I don't know what it is with Tony. It could be as simple as right click and hit share, and share doesn't exist. And it literally doesn't exist on his computer. I don't know what happens. I get on. I don't know if I kind of spook. If I kind of spook the technology. Joe's here. Oh, it's, yeah. it's Joe. I don't know what happens, but suddenly things start to appear. It was one of the main reasons why. I had him get that. So, you know, there's that as well. That's not how he sold it to me, but, but, uh, that's not how he sold the, uh, the idea, but I kind of knew in the back of my head, I know what he's doing here. So that being said, and we talk about technology in the eighties, uh, as we're doing it off the cuff here today, when it comes to social media, uh, and technology, 
technology and how it's advanced and what's the good and what's the bad. Um, if you can recall video games back then, Joe, uh, I was just at an arcade and folks who are listening to this show are watching it in video uh, in you know real time uh, when it airs here in, I believe this show airs in early February um, of uh, 2023. If you're listening to this show five years from now, just so you know the time frame, I was at an arcade the other day just whipping butt when it comes to Space Invaders, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I, I, I bet you my high score is still sitting there in this arcade. I got my fingers are all, I have blisters all over my fingers, uh, and I didn't care. I didn't care. Talking trash to every 13-year-old in there. Um, and that's where I, that's all we needed back then. Uh, you know, these type of games, Galaga, Centipede, um, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Q-Bert. Remember Q-Bert? Tron. Uh, those were the games. And, and that's what we played. And now it's gotten so much more advanced. It's almost like you're in the game running around and I, I'm not there. You know what I mean? I'm just not, I refuse to go there. I refuse to go there. So that's yeah like i was telling you guys in the past about the whole vr headset thing that i have you are you're literally in the game i mean i'm walking around and doing stuff that i it's really uh, a pretty cool experience for sure um, i would love to see some of the older school uh, older school games come into that realm i couldn't imagine pac-man where you're running around and wow that would that'd be kind of cool really cool uh but i'm I'd be a little nervous i'd be nude. i'd be running away from inky blinky Pinky and who was the other one? Was it Stinky? I don't even remember where the other one. Clyde. 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 So yeah, but the um uh, the, they went as far back now they were doing the Resident Evil uh the Resident Evil chapters. There's like yeah. four or five of them, or actually eight sure. now. But that went back to PlayStation, right? But they never went further back. Now I just saw a thing today, they've gone back as far as Zelda. So now they're getting into the Nintendo realm uh the original nes so you know it just might just might be able to walk well i guess there's some games that you could say are combat but not with not with the combat the atari combat that uh the rules that that we had uh yeah. we could literally knock people around the screen and yeah that would be pretty pretty cool um you definitely wouldn't be sitting down for those kinds of games for sure yeah you want to make sure your area is cleared out of the way for sure you don't want any any heavy objects or anything sharp anywhere around you i would think well there's literally a uh, like a a guardian that you set up it's a circle around you that you set up via in the game there's actual actual cameras on the outside of the headset so it 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 gets the data as far as like whatever boundary you're setting so the trick is to stay within the boundary and if you go a little bit out it'll start blinking and you know it lets you know but a lot of people don't like that they want to stay in the immersive experience and that's where you see your knockout videos where they knock out their TVs, they knock out their kids, they kick their dogs. I mean, there's a whole, yeah. they have a whole safety thing TikTok. in there. Yeah, they have a whole safety thing within that that headset. But that just goes to show, right? One Saturday morning, we're in front of our, our, our TV playing Atari, trying to be pitfall with these little joysticks. And now I in the end, the Game Boy, could I imagine if they did pit, pitfall in, in VR? And, uh, you know, now I'm literally walking around and slaying zombies and doing all this other craziness that, I mean, it's just unreal. So we talk about advancement in technology. I mean, there you have it. Yeah. And that's a little bit off the beaten path of, 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 um, uh, 
what are we talking about today? Social media. Social media. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, ex- but yeah, well, I was going to say this. Very babies. I, I, I have, I have a tie into that though, because the the latest and greatest VR headset that is out right as of right now is owned by Meta, otherwise known as Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, I'm a huge fan. So anyway, uh, you, what else did we do in the '80s that we don't do now? Um, Ride bikes. We rode bikes. Um, how you knew where everybody was at was if you were going past someone's house and there were like twelve bikes laying around in the front yard. That's how you figured out where everyone was at. You didn't. You didn't call anybody. You didn't text anybody. You didn't send uh, uh, smoke signals, although that might have been before us. Um, you simply looked for the bikes, and that's where you went. Um, when when we were in school, all of you, all you X Generation Xers out there, we didn't text messages. We wrote them in a note. We folded that note up like a like a football, like a triangle, and we then networked it around the room to get to the person that we were trying to get the note to. Do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe so. Check the box. Uh, and, you know, hopefully no one else was going to read the note and it's travel over to the individual you're trying to get the note to. So it's just, you know, it's crazy now the the uh, the satisfaction we get from that instant, that instant gratification of getting a response, especially when you have an iPhone and you text somebody and then literally immediately you see them quotes blinking and you're like, yeah, here it comes. What are they going to say? Now, do you actually do that? No, but your brain does that. You, people don't realize you, the, the people who develop these things are not stupid. They know how the mind works. They, they're, they're, I can't wait to have a show with Dr. Nicole Rintella when she talks about all this. And it's, it, it plays into everything that's going on right now in social media. That, that, that satisfaction we get from knowing that somebody's going to respond to us immediately. That's why I hate when I text somebody who doesn't have an iPhone. Because I don't know if they're texting me back right away or not. You know, it's uh, way there's, uh, there, there's a comedian who was talking about that. And he said, uh, you know, he was so excited about meeting this girl. And she, he gets her number. And he was so excited. And he couldn't wait. But then there was a green, her bubble popped up green. And he was like, we're done. Can't we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, you know, the, <laughs> did you send that to me? I think you sent that to me and that's where I seen that. I may, I may have, but yeah, when those three dots start going, oh, but the, my favorite is when the three dots are going and going like a half hour goes by. Wow. What kind of novel are you writing? And then it just comes up red. <laughs> it's like, what, what was that all about? You, you be, you're talking to people talk about being left on red and yeah. then you get ghosted. Well, I mean, how, how is that even, I mean, I don't know how that's even like, where's the courtesy in that? Even, even as I would, I think got priorities, I think got priorities, funny, but at least a little bit more acceptable to give me the K, you know, just, Ooh, that's a rough, the the, K. I, but I mean, nothing, just the dots and the, and it's like, what are you type, 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 erase, 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 type, 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 erase. And then finally, I don't know what to say. And you just threw your phone down. <laughs> I mean, what happened? What, something, some, something was going on in the brain. You had to, uh, uh, had something. I don't know. Play. I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. There's, I have nothing to add to that because I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I know this. I know that in the eighties, 
there was no text message from mom when it was time to be home. It was, you know, summertime, about 8.15 p.m. You start looking around. If you're about a block away and you're looking for streetlights and you're like, you see one pop on, you better start sprinting. Uh, and you were to be in the yard. And then our neighborhood would all come together and we would play kick to can and whatever, whatever games we would play where literally we'd have 18 yards that was the, the field for kick the can, uh, had to be rough on the person who was it. Right. But I mean, so, you know, it's just, it was a different time, right? It was a different time when, when, when it comes to that. Do you remember, I remember uh, there is one kick the can memory that I have and I, I can never shake it. It's, it's probably one of my favorite. And I think it's cause I got to save the day, but somebody, I cannot recall who was it, who was it. Okay. But they called like a group of people and the whole group of people goes in and they hid me in the center of it all. And out of nowhere, they just opened up and I come flying out and kicked that. I'll never yeah, that was that. You don't remember who was it, but that was that was great strategy. Another great strategy was by a good friend of ours, uh, a neighborhood friend, Mr. Brian Caitanis, who would literally stand on the corner of the house he was hiding at. And they would say, one, two, three, I'll Gaitanis on the side of a Bide's house. And he would just slide one step over to the front. Flip over to the front. And that was his way of justifying. All right. The cheater he was, Brian, uh, that was his way of justifying. And I don't know. It's not cheating. on the side of the house. I don't know that that's cheating. That that sounds like a, a I mean, that that's a perfect. I called him out. I called him out on Facebook about that. He didn't appreciate it. That's hilarious. No, I, you know, and I somehow remember that a little bit. I, I can't remember. I, I do remember that happening at some point, but I just, I, I don't know. That is, it was good. Though. It, it was quick. Thing. It was agile. It was very agile. His ability to move left to right is what saved him. Uh, so, I mean, that, that folks, what we're doing here is we're just talking about how much fun we had back in the day where we didn't care about what other, what a million other people were doing. That's changed now. Now we feel like we're missing out when we don't know what the other million people are doing or if we don't know about the 10,000 problems in the world. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But we talk about, you know, back in the day, we talk about even with technology, we talk about music. I mean, music was so much different when it came to, we went to Camelot Music uh, in the mall uh, and in a couple other music places to get our tape cassettes, uh, probably a pack of pencils because we were going to need them to repair the tape cassettes every time the tape cassette player in the car ate them or in our, our uh, beatbox that we carried on our shoulders. I never did. I never carried it on my shoulders. Um, there was a guy in Campbell, if you can remember, our hometown that would walk around all over the place in Camel with that real long hair. I think he was a mailman uh, by day. And uh, uh, I don't know DJ. what, uh, a DJ. DJ by night walking around Camel, yeah, with that box and 100 miles an hour up and down the street. So, I mean, you know, we had tape cassettes and, and then CDs came into play in the early 90s and the tape cassettes started going away a little bit, rest in peace. And then, you know, all of a sudden you could start downloading music. And uploading music on, you know, on the, uh, yeah, yeah. Now when then Napster got in all kind of trouble, thanks to, to Lars, right? The drummer from Metallica who yeah. took, took offense to that, which I can understand that. Anybody who remembers what happened when Lars and Metallica stepped in and took Napster to court, which they were taking all those uh, types of companies that were 
giving people shots at free music. Um, yeah, how do you Metallica? There was uh, the, the argument was to be made though that you know Metallica was upset that their sales were down uh, of the records, but then it was right around the time when they kind of switched their style of music. I mean, they were they were pretty heavy, they were pretty hardcore in the eighties, but in the nineties they started to do this pop thing. It they got, they, they, they made their they became a little bit more mainstream. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that was that was that was a business decision they made. And I'm not going to lie, Black Label was the one that did that. The one that's black, it has like a little embossed snake in it. And probably one of my favorite. Enter Sandman. What do I say? Te yes. Uh, for one of my favorite tapes. Uh, yeah, all those were on there, you know. Yeah. And, and there's there's great ones from, from you know, the previous uh, one. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, one's probably one of their more popular songs from back in the day. But, you know, you, so, you know listen, sometimes bands go away and then... Out of nowhere, they come back unexpectedly. Look what happened with Stranger Things. I was just going to say, yep. Yeah. Was I that mean, Kate, Kate Bush? Yeah, Kate Bush and Metallica. Yeah, well, oh, they never oh. really went away, but that song, of that course, was from the archives. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you never know. But but nonetheless, music has changed drastically, right? How we send messages has changed drastically. How we play has changed drastically. And I... I uh, and, and maybe I'm a little biased towards my childhood. I, I hate that. I hate that because I think it takes away from the ability of my children to be able to understand how to interact with other human beings face to face. Some people say, well, they go to school with them. It goes much further than that. Well, they go to school with them right now, but it looks to me like there was an experiment not that long ago with how might it work if they were sitting at home for a certain period of time. Folks, before we get all wound up, I didn't say that that they should have all been in school together and, and, and contracted COVID together. I'm saying that there was an experiment to see if that can work. And it, it didn't work. And I wonder if it did work, what would have been the next step? That's just me. You know, the other so thing is, too, when they're in school, they're, it's, it's, it's a uh, uh, controlled environment, you know? Yeah. Uh, how your child, I look, uh, Ninja, the, one of the guys, one of the Fortnite pioneers, right? This guy's really awesome at the game and, uh, probably one of the ones who gets paid the most on his YouTube videos and everything else that he does. If he's still a thing, I don't know that he still does it, but point is this, he always said, you know, if you want to know what your kid is really like, sit downstairs or sit in another room and listen to what they're saying on that microphone to everyone else because i mean how much easier is so if you really want to know like they're not going to blurt out stuff in front of the teacher or in the middle of class or in front of yeah. parents or other adults they're going to do when no one else is around or they believe no one else is around so if you really want to see what that child is like and so that kind of coincides with what you're saying right so you know we had all that experience to learn how to deal with each other and sometimes you had to learn when to shut your mouth and sometimes your mouth was shut for you and sometimes, but it, it, it was all good because at the end of the day, you learned, you know, how to conduct yourself that, you know, it, you see all the time now, the, the, you'll see memes and all these sorts of things where people will say, uh, you know, generation X, uh, you know, they're not to be messed with because of the way that we grew up. Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson meme is probably the most popular one. Some of you have yeah. been punched in the mouth and it shows. And it shows, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's just it. And it's not so much just just that. But even We're not condoning physical violence here. It's no, the but, point of the meme. 
Yeah, because it's not to say you even would get hit. You might just get threatened. <laughs> you might just get told, don't do that. Mike Tyson told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Or, or, or half, or there, I mean, I think of some of the older guys growing up, when they told you, you better watch it, you watched it. You I watched mean, it. and that was that. Yeah. yeah. That was that. So, you know, and, and they knew too that they were older. They weren't going to, you know, so yeah. they were going to you know, beat you up. But the point is, most of them learned, <laughs> you learned, you know, how to mind your P's and Q's growing up. And yeah. nowadays they don't have that. They just talk trash all day and then they talk trash later. And, and then they talk trash. I mean, and it's like, you know, again, they don't have that, that interaction. And to quote Mike Tyson, it shows. Yeah. You know, things have just, things have changed. Cars have changed. Clothes have changed. Cars are looking to change drastically if it's up to the auto industry. Clo uh, again, clothes have changed. I don't think you've seen anybody lately in an OU sweatshirt and a pair of, uh, uh, baggies, uh, with a pair of boat shoes on, uh, -huh. Z Cavarucci's Z Cavarucci's and, and, and okay. I get it. I mean, when I bring them back, yeah, I would, but that's just me. So I'm going to wait for other people to, maybe I should just be a pioneer and bring, well, I could be a pioneer. They're not new. Uh, I, I could yeah, maybe reinvent them. I don't know, but clothes have changed. Cars have changed, changed. Technology has changed. The way we interact with each other has changed, and it's a problem. Uh, when you needed to talk to somebody, before we go to a our, one of our sponsors here, when you needed to talk to somebody, Joe, you had to go find them. You had to go get them, all right? Get on your bike and go get them. It's that simple. Yeah, you could pick up the house phone too, but if they're not home, where, you know, where's Jimmy? Well, he's here, there, or here. Now I got to go find Jimmy, right? Or I don't, I don't talk to him. It's that simple. It's that simple. So nowadays, it's not only can we find that other person with the snap of a finger, you could talk to thousands of people with the snap of a finger. And it's a huge problem. And what is that problem? We're going to get into that. Don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, Perfectly Prepared Portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, it's Joe from T-Bomb. Do you find yourself dreading all of the specifics when it comes to prepping your meals for the week? I mean, calculating calories and macros can be such a pain, which for many of us can result in losing our momentum when we're starting a new eating lifestyle. Now, I know for me, I was constantly figuring out which foods to eat so I wouldn't only stay under calories, but also maintain my macros. What's more is I hated the idea of eating the same thing every day simply because I finally came up with that perfect combination. But then I found Kitchen Apps. Founded in 2015 by Tom Kitchen Apps, their mission is simple. They created a personalized selection of flavorful gourmet meals that are perfectly portioned and nutritionally balanced to fit their clients' lifestyles, as well as their physical needs, all for a very affordable price. You receive three meals plus two snacks for five days. So your whole work week is completely taken care of. And yes, there are options to add or subtract meals as you need them for the weekends too. So for more information or to place your order, go to kitchenabs.com. That's kitchenabz.com and get started today. Welcome back, everybody. So we did a little a little thing there in the, in the beginning of the show today where we talked about, you know, technology back then as opposed to where it's going now today. And we didn't touch on social media only. We touched on everything, uh, how it's changed. And I think, I think 
now that we're going to, we're going to dwell, we're going to dive, right? Is that the word I want to use? We're going to dive into social media and people automatically think, well, which one are we going to dive into? Social media. You may hear me say Facebook. You may hear Joe say Twitter. You may hear me say Instagram. You may hear Joe say TikTok, YouTube. It doesn't matter. It's social media in general and what it's doing today as a problem. You see, Joe, and, and this is this is just me maybe. Back in the 70s and in the 80s, there were 10,000 problems going on at once, easily, from the Iranian hostage crisis to everything going on with gasoline, right, and oil prices to to the, you know, to everything going on with all over North. So, the, you, I mean, we were, we, Nixon was impeached, 1972, I believe. And all this stuff that was going on, okay, everything that was going on. Jimmy Carter was not viewed as the best president in the United States, and a lot of people were upset. But we didn't really all know about it too, too much. You could say, well, you guys were really young. Even if you talk to our parents, they did not know what 100,000 people thought of Jimmy Carter. They knew what they thought of him. They knew what immediate family maybe thought of him because sometimes politics was a no-no in family. They knew what a couple friends thought of him. And they listened to maybe three different news stations on the nightly news to give us their unbiased opinion on what was going on. That was it. So it wasn't so focused. Nowadays, Joe... You know exactly what 100,000 people think about the situation at hand, not only this situation, but everything going on wrong in the world is front and center. And my problem is, it's impossible, in my opinion, and we're going to ask Dr. Nicole Rentilla about this, to process all this properly in one sitting, but we're taking it all in in one sitting. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's not even just processing as much as it is. We all need like a pause. We need a break. You know, every once in a while, it's like you get terrible news. Like you said, you need to process it, but then then you need a break before you And yeah. with, with social media, it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And here's a big problem, okay? Um, Netflix. Now, as of this date that we're recording, January 27th, and I checked this before we started today, uh, there is a show called The Social Dilemma. I don't know, Tony, yeah. have you seen this yet? I haven't, I have not seen it. And I keep telling myself, you need to watch that. Yeah. So basically what's happening is they, they talk a lot about the algorithms behind social media. Okay. Yeah. And we have this, this idea that like, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, is, is pushing this agenda or that agenda. It, and here's why. Okay. What a lot of folks don't understand or I don't, I don't want to say they don't understand. I'm, I'm not trying to call anybody ignorant. What a lot of people do not um, take into consideration is that not only does your phone, because we always joke, ah, I mentioned something and now it's all over my timeline. Uh-huh. That's not coincidence. This isn't conspiracy theory. You're, you've given your phone permission to use your microphone. It, it's doing what, it, what you allowed it to do. Okay. Now, that said, not only does the phone know when you talked about it, it knew where you were at when you talked about it. It knew where you were at when you talked about it, and they knew who else's phone was in close proximity to yours when you spoke about it. So guess what? They're getting on their timeline as well. Yeah. 
And you talked about politics and you talked about Biden this and Trump that. I don't know. I mean, you know, you, whatever it is that you said, okay? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're noticing, wow, here's all these anti-Biden things. Biden did this and Biden did that. And, <laughs> okay, and you're seeing all these videos about Biden. Biden's this and he's the devil. And he, okay. On the other side, those who don't like Trump, Trump is a Nazi and he's a this and that and this. Racist. Oh, the, pro- the problem here is it isn't that that they are pro or anti Mark Zuckerberg or any social media outlet. It's not that they're pro anti anything. They're pro money. You see, those videos you're watching have ads in the middle of them. Those yeah. ads, somebody has to pay the social media people for every time that ad is played. He doesn't care that, yeah, the video is causing discourse and what have you. It, it's causing all this yeah. d- division. Of course, it's that it's that approach again where, where you could turn it off. We just talked about this last week. You could turn it off. You're an adult. You don't need to, you know, to, to watch. I'm not making you do anything. But you're constantly being pelted with bad, bad, bad. And then you're sitting there wondering, well, how come the other side, whichever side of the aisle you are, how come the other side doesn't get it? Well, they don't get it because they're not hearing it. They don't hear it. They never see it. That just gets worse and worse. They're just being, and you have to realize that all of us are guilty, okay, more now than ever because of this advancement in technology that we're talking about. We get our news mainly social media. Come on, when you're scrolling through, that's where you're getting the first. Anymore, all of your top news channels have their own social media on there that you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll see yeah. 21, 27, 30, they start popping up on your on your timeline. So you're getting all that news from your timeline where you talk and there's algorithms for ads. It's all extremely biased, but not biased for the reason that you're thinking. It isn't just about ratings on a news commercial on a, on a, for like a news broadcast, okay, ratings, or you hear about sweeps weeks and, and all these sorts of things. This is about wanting to put the content that you're talking about that we think you're interested in because you'll be interested enough to watch whatever video you're talking about that's anti this or pro that. You'll watch it long enough for an ad to play. And if that ad plays, we get paid. That's all they care about. And the more people that begin to understand this, the better off we're going to be as a society. But the problem is what I'm talking about doesn't suit everybody's agenda. Like there's people that are like, no, there's no way. And and they're just so stubborn and stuck on the fact that the other side is so wrong, you can never get through to them. And that will always be the problem now. It's like a cancer. You're never going to get rid of it because there's always going to be that slight group. I said it before. Remember, we talked about, um, yeah, we all have that one crazy uncle that sits at the table for holidays, yeah. right? Yeah. That guy, everybody's like, huh? huh? <laughs> okay. And we just moved on with our lives. Yeah. Crazy uncle. Yeah. Crazy uncle now has an outlet and there's people following him and there's people agreeing with him. So now he's got... He's got that that self uh, uh, that self confidence. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. And they believe me. Somebody's actually listening to me. Well, okay. Now these are the people that are <laughs> that have a mouthpiece that's getting everyone else all psyched up and 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 angry. And wow, I got to tell you, I get on social media anymore, and it's this, and then 
I got to go. I can't, I try not to look at any ad too long because I know what's going to happen. Once I look at one thing for like sunglasses, like I'm not that interested and I just don't want to see that for the rest of the, I'm saying all this stuff and my phone's right next to me. I'm going to get every ad you can imagine. It'll be Trump wearing sunglasses with Biden. I think I said he was the devil. I, I who knows what, what's going to show up on my time or horns. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows what's going to show up on my timeline now, but I know I'm interested to find out. Uh, it, it, it's so obvious that it, no, so folks, every time you look at somebody next to you and say, oh my God, look, look at my phone. Were we just talking about this? They're watching us. They're watching us. And, and if you just listen to what Joe said, in a way, yeah, yeah, they're watching you. And you gave them, so, you gave them permission to do it. You gave them ammunition. You gave them permission. And, and that's, that's the thing. They're going to cater to your agenda, to your belief system, to your wants. And so you're not going to see, as he said, the other side of the coin because they know what side of the coin fits your agenda. They're not going to argue with you about it. They're going to say, you're right. Look at this. And by the way, look at these. What do you think? Look at this hat. Look at this sweatshirt. Look at these shoes. And, and I'm just giving you some examples. Look at this, uh, you know, chicken bone broth, chicken bone broth. I have 50 ads there before you know it about you, which I'll be interested in because I love chicken bone broth. By the way, Tony, real quick, there you go, real quick. Don't be surprised if the ads that I was talking about that happen in the middle of the videos that you're watching aren't about the very things that you're, that's where the ads pop up. And it's interesting that they know which ads to put in your videos. And even more interesting that they know exactly where to place that ad right in a place where you want to see the rest of the, I just shut it off. I can't, I just, I, I'm not there for commercials, but, but how many times it's like they get to that punchline or they get to that, you know, the, the, the yeah. climax of the story and you're and like ad, you know what I mean? And again, it's the ad for the things that you're talking about that are commercial. So you're seeing videos about the stuff you're talking about politically, and in the middle, there's an ad for the commercial stuff that you were talking about, the sunglasses or the chicken bone broth, broth chicken yeah, bone well, broth. You know what I mean? There, There's that with the ad, and then there's also with the ad where they put it in a spot where you're trying not to click on it, and you're going to swipe, and you hit the doggone thing anyway, and now you there it is. There's the ad. Has that happened to you? All the it time. It's a lot. It happens to me constantly. And then you're sitting there going, nah, I'm never going to stop singing. Where's the X? Where's the X? Where's the X? Uh, you want to just get back to what you were doing. And, you know, so so these are some of the bad things, okay? The people, I don't know, uh, maybe some, I'm sure some people are aware of, of how this is being conducted. All right. And obviously, if you watch that show, you'll get a better understanding of it as well. But, but there's some good things too. I mean, we got we got to talk about the good things a little bit here, right? It, I, it, you can't wherever there's bad, there's good. And when it comes to technology, when it comes to social media, I would have to say that there's some good as well. When you talk about the ability to multitask, when you talk about whether it's work, whether it's you know leisure, whatever it is, uh, with the use of social media, okay, and the don't folks don't get me wrong social media is not just for for personal leisure time a lot of businesses use so we use social media 
Uh, it's easy to be on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Facebook newsfeed, uh, stories. Uh, get on, uh, you know, get on uh, my email. Uh, send this email here while posting this video there. You get it all done. In a half an hour, you're done with all that and you can move on. And so that's the beauty of social media as well, is your ability and avenue to get information out to people about something that is, is truly near and dear and passionate to you that you're doing. For us, as an example, our podcast. We get our podcast out on Wednesday mornings. I send out stuff in every direction and I do it in 20 minutes. 20 minutes, boom, done with that part, with that part. No, we're not done marketing the show, but I mean, with that part, I know how much time it's going to take me. And that's what I do. When you talk about today's and today's world, Joe, and this has been for a while now, there's not just thing as one parent works. Uh, it's a two parent working world. So with, with technology, not so much just social media, but with technology, it's always good because all the kids have phones. You can keep track of what's going on with them, what's going on with your spouse, how things are coming together with the day, how the evening is looking. Is there anything we need to do before we all head back to the house? And it's, it's so much nicer than, than 50 phone calls with, put the quarter in the slot. Hopefully, hopefully they're home or maybe, maybe they have a pager. Now you got to put in the page, the number of the, of the, of the pay phone. And you got to sit there and wait and hopefully they're going to call you back. Uh, so you can find out what's now it's, it's a mass text. It's a mass text. And, and so it's that gratification we're talking about, right? We're just, we're, we're, we're so satisfied. We're so satisfied with the fact that, wow, look at this. Everybody at the same time is able to conduct something, uh, and be organized and everybody's on the same page. And that's a good thing. That could be a good thing. That doesn't have to be a bad thing at all. But, you know, when, uh, when you talk about businesses, when you talk about business relationships, the amount of real-time transactions and interactions with businesses and business ventures that you're a part of thousands of miles away, with the click of a button, transactions are made. With the click of a button, you're sending over the plans to an architect in India who's going to begin the process of building a structure for your company over there. And it's amazing, right? You're not mailing them in an envelope, Joe, and they're going to get there in seven to 10 business days. It's literally in real time, boom. And so that's where technology plays such a big role, right? In the right way. And even in social media, when we interact from a business standpoint, it's where you're, if it's the right, listen, it's always nice to be able to reach out to classmates that you graduated with 25 years ago and talk and laugh about some things back in high school. Remember when, and, 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 and some sentimental things that you hold near and dear to your heart about your school that you went to with the people that you went to school with, childhood memories. So that's what's great also. It also is the reason why I think um, class reunions aren't a big deal anymore because you kind of already know what everybody's doing. You know, you went to a class reunion back in the day, your, your, your tenure, right? Your, maybe you're 15, you're 20, because you want to know, what are you up to? Did you get married? Do you have children? What are you doing? Did you graduate college? 
What do you, you know, um, you, you know about this on a weekly basis now. All the people that you went to school with, I could tell you what literally two-thirds of my class is doing right now in their lives. And so why go to a class reunion? Because kind of defeats the purpose. You're going there for that reason. But you can do it all virtually rather than interacting in that person-to-person, that person-to-person con the way we used to conduct ourselves back in the prehistoric times. And and so, I mean, I don't know. I would, do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, yeah, I, like you were saying, for the businesses, uh, being able to conduct, conduct, you know, transactions or what have you, I mean, we've done it here. Uh, Marco Pasqua, there's no way that yeah. we would have had that interview. We weren't going to Canada anytime soon. We weren't going to Vancouver yet. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Well, we're, we're, there's no way we were flying them in either, but maybe someday. No. Uh, yeah. You know, but there's a perfect example. And then, of course, you know, uh, not only is it better for, for businesses, just with social media in general, but you have integrated social media. So Instagram and Facebook are a great example. If I post something on Instagram, it shows up in Facebook as well. So right. I, I can cover all feeds at one time. Uh, they have disseminating programs like uh, Buffer, where I can put a post that I want to go out there and it can go out to every social media outlet that I have. Um, you know, we do YouTube as well as uh, our Spotify for video. Same thing. I upload to both at the same time. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's that. And like you were saying, for the uh, uh, the reunions and, and what have you, yeah, it, it does kind of take out that, uh, um, I don't know what, that, that whole experience, right, of getting to see people after so many years. What do they even look like anymore? And it's like, wow, yeah, okay, I've, yeah, it takes all that away from it. So it, eh, it is what it is, but uh, uh, I've never gone to one, so I, I couldn't tell you, but um, I, I venture to say I probably know what most of most of the folks from my uh, uh, classes were doing as well. Yeah. So I mean, there's that, right? We know. We already know. Uh, the the class that graduated before me, Camel Memorial High School, class of '87, and literally have nicknamed themselves '87 Love. Um, and folks, it's no joke. This is the closest knit group of people I've ever seen. My class, 1988, Cam Memorial High School, uh, I, we were a smart class. I think we had seven valedictorians in our class. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we, we were a smart class out of 130 people, seven valedictorians. And um, I wasn't one of them. I got good grades, though. I mean, give me some credit. But, you, you know, we weren't as close we kind of like we're in our own little, we had little group, you know, groups here and groups there and groups, and we never really came together. This class comes together. They'll have get-togethers, Joe, five, six times a year, where 30 to 35 of them, there were about 150 in that class, 30 to 35 of them will show up every month to meet up with each other. And that's a different, that's a whole different type of bonding, right? I, I, uh, I, I, I tell you, I, 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 I envy them because I think that's pretty cool. I really do. The way they stay in each other's lives like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but for the most part, let's say that's not the norm. And how do we do it now? We're on social media and we figure it all out by being on social media and seeing what everybody's doing. Again, there's the good and then there's the bad too, because it takes away from the human interaction, the actual person to person. But, uh, 
there's a lot of good there. We talked about several things uh, when it comes to the good. Unfortunately, it's back to the problems again. And what we're going to do before we get into our last segment, we're going to hear from one more sponsor. Don't go anywhere, everyone. I have a question for you when we come back. Stay right there. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app, available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So, Joe, a question for you and and everybody else out there. Are we more more technologically advanced than we are smart? Are we, is technology three times ahead of where our intelligence is? How wise are we to the technological advances that have happened over the last 20 years? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Because I, I think this is part of the problem. I, I, honestly, I believe that we are wiser than the, techno, uh, than the technological advances, and I'll tell you why. One, we designed them, okay? But also, two, um, I don't think it was ever a design meant to, let's make this and stop there. I think it's always been like two, three steps ahead. And, 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 and kind of like beta testing as we move along, constantly beta testing the next great thing. But we're really thinking about getting two steps further from here. I really believe we're, we're probably taking our, we're taking it to our own detriment here. Um, everything is so AI anymore. Everything is AI. You see it with everything. Um, the stuff that I do in Photoshop now that I used to have to manually do, uh-huh. I mean, it's almost ridiculous. It, it kind of makes me, there are times when I see things and I'm like, oh, this is no good for my career. Uh, <laughs> like, cause anybody can do this. It's, it's all, you know, artificial intelligence. Um, we're probably going to get to a point cause see, we're so far ahead. See, that's a problem too, because we're fixated on that further goal and we're forgetting to look back here where we're at. And it's like, oh, oh all right. If you do succeed at that further one, how much like it's going to get worse before it stops, right? I mean, if you're if you're constantly two, three steps ahead, it may be, you know, we're here. Uh we make that one more jump, but it, it's already been bad. Like we get here and they're like, whoa. And it's like we can't whoa because we're two more steps ahead yet, right? So it's gonna take a while before we actually can find a solution to whatever problems we're creating. So that's my thoughts. So and this is going to be a question for Dr. Nicole, our clinical psychologist. It's funny you mention about the people in charge of all this AI development that's going on. And here's my worry. We're counting on their morality to be a benefit 
to us. So what are their moral standards when it comes to what they're creating three steps ahead as we're trying to catch up and figure it all out? Because yes, I do believe people are wise and people are intelligent, but are we actually dealing with who are the people that are creating, okay, these, these, these beta, everything going on, all right? What are their, what, what is their stand? How do they view this from moral issue, right? What, 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 where are their morals at? Where is their character at? Because if they're the ones developing the systems and, and their morals are slim to none, when it comes to caring about human interaction, we're going to go to hell in a handbasket in a hurry. Uh, and, and I think it almost feels like we're part of an experiment right now. You know, it does. If you, if you look at uh, the, uh, back at the, back in the day, go, Elon, oh, go Elon Musk, the Elon Musk, uh, uh theory where we're yeah. all part of, uh, uh, of the great experiment. He, he, I, one thing he was talking about was about how we're sort of like a, a Truman show and yeah. everything else is, yeah. That, that, I, that's one of the first movies that I said, wow, this is interesting right here. Uh, anybody who's ever seen that with, uh, Jim Carrey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that was one of his more serial, ser- serial, serious, uh, roles, uh, so to speak. Um, as we know, Jim Carrey as the hilarious comedian who you never know what he's going to do. He's almost like a Robin Williams, a lot of physical comedy. Um, but, uh, we're not there today. That's something we could talk about with our cousin, Vinny Fastline. Um, and the next time we, we have him on the show, but when we talk about that's, like, the- that's not going to be, that's not going to be for another five seasons though. So Vinny, if you're listening to this <laughs> purposely, purposely Vincent. Uh, so, um, Hey, he's doing great out in LA by the way. But, um, so when we talk about this, you know, we talk about that dopamine effect. We talk about how the brain reacts to the need for cigarettes once you start smoking, the need for alcohol once you start drinking, the need to gamble, not just because you're even trying to make money, but it's this this effect on your brain that just, it, it's this desire that you have in that particular portion of your brain to you where you can't stop. Social media is the same thing. Back in the day, if you and I and two or three of our friends, now folks, we grew up in a really large neighborhood of kids, 18 to 20 kids. We weren't always all together at the same time. Every now and then it was a lot of kids hanging out, doing, depending on, because the ages varied all over the place. If it was an activity where, you know, like swimming or kick the can or basketball, if there, there, you'd see almost all the kids in the same area. Um, and so, you know, we only cared about the small interaction going on right there. Not one time, not once. I can guarantee you were we worried about what 100,000 people were thinking and doing and, 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 and conducting anywhere else in the world, let alone a block away, right? Now, it's as if you can't go five minutes. Do an experiment. Walk into a restaurant. This is, this is what you say. People cannot go five minutes without needing to know 
what in the world is going on with all these problems in the world right now. I saw a study where people who spend more than 5% of their day on Facebook are the most depressed people in the world. And that probably coincides with the using uh, uh, Facebook as your, your news, your yeah. news outlet. Sure. And did we just call out Facebook? Yeah. I mean, well, you could put, probably put Twitter in there too, if you want. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, to be friends with social media. Anybody who knows me knows I use social media for two things. One, I use it for our business and to get out what we're doing on the podcast. Second thing I use it for is to be sarcastically funny. That's it. That's it. And people know it. And well, most people know it. Some people actually think I'm serious. When I'm, when I'm, I'm glad when I see like 46 laughs, I feel good, Joe. I feel good about myself because people get that I'm joking and it's people who know me personally from what human interaction. So they can see my tone. They can see how I'm carrying myself. They know my character. They know that I like to make people laugh and they know that I love to use sarcasm to irritate people and all in, in the name of fun, right? And then you get the people who don't know me well, who you would think might know me well. You got to bright, you got to lighten up, Tony. You got to lighten up, Sarge. That's our nickname for those that don't know that because of Sargenopoulos being her last name. Uh, you got to lighten up, Sarge. Smile sometimes. And I'm like, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm not here to be serious on fake book. I'm here to simply just indulge you with some sarcasm. You don't have to read it, but I think it's funny. And so that's that's why I use both of those. But that's the two things that I use Facebook for. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. We are. I mean, our, our podcast. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not on, I, I don't go on anything else but Facebook for those two reasons. And that's it. And I got to tell you guys, if it was not for our podcast, I wouldn't be on the personal side of Facebook either. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. I, I, we're gonna. I want to. We're gonna talk about this in the next show with Doctor Nicole. What are some solutions? And I'm gonna talk about when I tried once already, and it didn't work. But not because, not because I wouldn't have gone through with it, but because of my horrible experiences with technology. Joe, if you can remember, I tried to remove Facebook, and it wouldn't go away. I don't know if you remember that. You know, you I remember do. that. I do. It was crazy. I was like, it won't go away. I keep hitting all the buttons you're telling me. They they love me, I think. Is that what it is, Joe? I got to feel good about myself now, right? It's that dopamine effect coming in. Got to feel good about Everybody loves me. They didn't want to laugh on Facebook. They didn't want to lose a customer, I think. They didn't want to lose a customer. That's what it is. That's got to be it. I, I, I'll never forget that. And I was like, wow, they're holding me hostage. Mark. So, um... There's folks, that's part of my sarcasm right there. So did you laugh? Because you should have. Um, and that's, you know, you know, what, what, here's something interesting as we wrap up the show today. Again, we're going to talk a, a lot more about this when we talk to Nicole, Dr. Nicole Rentella. And she's going to give us so much more of how the mind works so we can tie it into some of the stuff we talked about today. 
when technology first started booming, Joe, let's, let's say early nineties. Okay. You started seeing, I mean, in our day, it was the Commodore 64 and it was, remember Apple came out after the Commodore? Oh boy. That was like, I, I don't even know. It was like finding all the, all the, all the Easter eggs by yourself in the, on Easter morning when you were a kid. It was Christmas uh, in July. So, so that was the big deal. But then technology started ramping up. And like we were just talking about, it's, it's gaining ground on our, on our wisdom, uh, maybe three times more than we are to the wise. And so when it first started, our generation and generations before us, we were able to use human interaction where we actually were physically with other human beings. And we were able to use that to process what was going on in terms of social media. Right. So when, when, uh, what was the first one called the, the very first, uh, social media site it was kind of, uh, I thought it was more of a dating site or whatever, but it was before Facebook and it began with an S and I can't remember what, what the name of it is. You might have to look it up. Um, I don't, yeah, look, look it up while I'm talking, but why don't I remember the name of it? Probably because, because I was never on it. Um, but so while Joe's, while Joe's tending to, to finding out what it is that, go ahead. MySpace. MySpace. Okay. Well, there's an S in there. There is, there is, but I, the fact that I couldn't remember, I, I, I remember being very annoyed with people that had a MySpace page, uh, and the stuff that was on it. And I was just like, I was, I was above all that nonsense. Little did I know I'd be on Facebook like a couple of years later, but yeah. So, so let's say MySpace and there might've been even, you can get online and start talking with people in the in what late eighties, early nineties. You could start talking with people, but when you were talking with them online, you had all this human interaction experience. So you kind of knew, you know, how people were, were come when, when they were talking to you, your ability to understand human beings, you know, their tone, the way they carry themselves. It was so much more relevant back then that the way you handled social media was so much different. What about our kids today? I'm not saying they don't talk to human beings, but their human interaction with each other is so much more limited. What's going to happen with their children if technology continues to go in the direction it's going? It almost happened with keeping our kids home for school. All of a sudden, all your experiences, all your life experiences, folks, this is my opinion, all your life experiences are done virtually. There's no human interaction. There's no physically being there for the handshake, the hug, right? The hello, the high five. There's no physically being there to look at, at the person, their physical structure. How much different do people act on Facebook than they do when you see them in person? I have people that I'm friends with on Facebook, you know, Facebook fam. I, I can't stand that. Facebook fam. Family means a lot more to me than that. Then I see you in the grocery store the pasta aisle, aisle eight, giant eagle. And you act like you don't even know who I am. You walk right past me. And, and that, that to me is a problem because it goes to show you that nowadays, 
Well, I, 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 oh, oh, that's, I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to say hello. Whoa, that's a little bit weird, but it's okay to respond and comment on his post that he's going to put up tomorrow. It's, I mean, it's a little bizarre to me, don't you think? Yeah, I'll tell you what, too. You used to talk about the lack of human interaction. To this day, to this day, I find I'm always in this awkward position at the beginning of meeting somebody or at the end of talking to somebody. I, I can't, I can't, I feel weird shaking their hand. Like I don't even want to shake a hand anymore. And it has nothing to do with me being, nah. And then I feel like, like really fist bump. Cause to me, I don't know. I feel like that's a, a grade lower. Like for, for, how do I put this? I've gotten used to not just any of that. We just talk and then I leave and that's that. But if you're going to do the fist bump, it's like you're still acknowledging COVID's a thing. And it just, it bothers, I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, you're still, you're still saying, yeah, let's do this because we can't shake hands. And me, I'd rather, I get, I'm just like, I'd rather not even, I've gotten used to not shaking hands. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I was fist taught, bump. yeah, I was taught growing up, not just by our father who did right? But uh, teachers, um, men for the most part. Uh, I think this holds true with women too, though. A handshake is everything in the beginning. A handshake tells you a lot immediately about the seriousness of the conversation or about the um, confidence being displayed by the individual. Uh, you, you, get, you learn a lot from a handshake from somebody. You really do. It just amazes me. I'll put my hand out to shake your hand, and that's that. And if you don't yeah. shake my hand, if you go into this fist bump thing, you know what I do? I blow it up. I figure if you're going to, if we're going to, and there's my sarcasm, folks. If you're going to fist bump me, I'm going to blow it up. And it's, I'm going to do the bump and blow it up, right? I might even do this and go two hands. I, I, and it's that simple because... I think it's absolutely ludicrous. I, it is ridiculous. That's what I said. I'd rather not do it at all. But now if somebody does put their hand out, of course I'll shake their hand. I don't like, eh, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> you know, I'll, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'll shake it like I shake hands. But I, I used to be the guy who went up and did, put the hand out, you know? Yeah. But I've gotten to this place where it's just gotten so weird. I've gotten so used to not doing it. Uh, anything like the, it's just, it feels, and it's not because of COVID it's because I went even that period of time without doing that. I mean, we were talking about a year, year and a half of not having any of that social interaction with people that yeah. had physical contact. Yeah. I mean, it, it has a, an ongoing effect and the good news probably is it's just a matter of routine. It's a matter of breaking a habit. Um, you know, I've gotten in the habit of not doing it and now I have to get I have to have to get in the habit of doing it again. Um, you know, but again, like I said, it isn't even about, uh, you, you know, if you go for the fist bump to me, that's like, you're confirming COVID and that whole thing just annoys me. Not that it doesn't exist. Not that it isn't serious for people. Not that it I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying we've moved on now. We've moved on. And, uh, have we? you know, I, well, I'm saying as a society, I believe we need to, we can't stay in the COVID years forever where we're constantly, and this is what we're talking about right now, where we're constantly bundled up, staying in the house. People don't want to go anywhere. I still see folks, well, I'm not going to say that because I don't know their, I don't know their, their history. I was going to make right. a comment. I'll say it. I was gonna make a comment about them still wearing masks, but honestly, 
Um, I, there's a reason for that right now. I mean, if if indeed you have a lot of different underlying conditions that there's that, and even yeah. beyond that, even beyond that, maybe you're somebody who you know, look, the flu's a thing, and it's bad this year. You know, you know so so I'm not going to sit there and, and say you know, uh, like trying to put people down for wearing a mask. No, hey, listen, no, if that's true, you do it. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you, I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't go past the back of my head though either. It's like, are they really? And then I have to, I have to bring myself up and say, well, hold on, yeah, pump the brakes because you don't know what's going on in their lives. Just move on, right? Move away, right. and that's that, and, and that's it. So, and, and uh, I'm going to just end my part of the show today with this. As far as the mask thing goes, there are people that need to wear masks. Um, for if they have any type of underlying condition, COVID is still out there, relevant. The flu is bad. And I completely understand that people with emphysema, people who are chemo patients going through chemo right now with cancer, people who, I mean, you, so, so we have all that, right? But, but folks, I'm not going to lie to you. There's mask jokes out there. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and let's get over that. Uh, um, we're not going to, you know, I know on social media, you might get wound up. Someone puts a, a mask joke on, but it's, it's to try to make light of a situation that was very stressful for all of us. So, you know, back in the day, we were able to understand that. And, and boy, would, it like, would I like to see us get back to the, the Don Rickles, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor days again. Uh, I think there's no way, but boy, would that be nice. Um, remind, remind me to send you this video. Um, and I'm just going to say what it's about. Folks could Google it. They could YouTube it up if they want to. But if you want a good sense of the, of, of the, of the humor that we were, we were put through, especially when it comes to, to anything along the lines of race, there is a, a video that's out there. It's in YouTube. And I want, I'm definitely going to send this to you where George Jefferson meets, meets Lionel's uh, in-laws or no, Lionel is it is, Jenny's Jenny's parents. Jenny's yeah. parents at a like a, a, a some sort of get together that they're at, and I mean the whole scene from the beginning. Engagement party. You're right. It is their engagement party, and it is from the beginning all the way to the end of that whole thing. And then you realize, you know, this is how we grew up, um, and 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 why we don't take things so serious, but. You know, on the other hand, you have people that are being told now your feelings run everything, uh, and we validate that because your feelings are important. And uh, you know, as long as you feel a certain way, nobody can tell you you're wrong. I'm here to tell you a lot of the time, if you're running things based on feeling, you're wrong. Anyways, so that all being said, that had nothing to do. That was just an interesting fact. Yeah, it is. It just yeah, that it, it was such a. It's no. social media that it's social media that gives them this idea that that your feelings look feelings are important. Okay, you're allowed to feel however you want. They're just like opinions, though. That's the thing. You're, how you feel is what you think. It's your opinion. You can't go around, you know, pasting your opinion everywhere, trying to make it fact. Yeah, let, but unfortunately, things on Facebook that we watch. Tell us the opposite. Now, look, if you feel a certain way, everybody has to respect the way you feel. Ooh, there's so many things I could say on this, but our, I don't think we want to run the show that long today. 
No, we're, we're, and one more thing I'm going to say. Well, I'm going to say two things real quick. I was starting to say one, and I'm going to finish it up. Uh, first of all, George Jefferson and Archie Bunker are two of the best combo together, all right, which it was um, Carol. What was Archie Bunker's real name? It was Carol. Oh, I can't remember his name. And and George Jefferson's name was Sherman. And I can't, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So those two actors, though, may they rest in peace. Uh, go ahead. Carol O'Connor. Yeah, just just off the jump of my Carol O'Connor, but Sherman, um, I keep wanting to say Miles, but that's a, that's someone, nope. <laughs> no. Was it Sherman Douglas? That name keeps popping in my head, Sherman Douglas. Go ahead. Yeah, click over to the screen. Is it Hemsley? Ah, yes, I think it is. Yeah, yes. But they, 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 I mean, just the way you know, Red Fox, the way these guys brought what they brought to the screen back then. I, I, I can't. We're, we're never going to get that kind of comedy again, never. So there's that, and I, I do blame social media in a lot of ways for that. Uh, when it comes to what are the some of the solutions, okay. Uh, that is a show that I think that Dr. Nicole Rentilla would be suited for. She was suited for today's show, to be honest with you. But we'll we'll elaborate on this. We'll get her input from it, um, our clinical psychologist. And we're going to talk about solutions in the next show. And I think the first thing, whenever there's, whenever you're looking for a solution, the very first thing always is to realize there's a problem. I don't think anybody listening to this show, whether it's right now or whether it's going to be three years from now can actually look us in the face in person in person and say that social media is not an addiction there's no way you could say that folks and if if it if it's not then when dr nicole comes on i'm going to offer up a solution and i want to see how many people take part in that experiment i really will I really, uh, yeah, I was going like to say, to not yeah. just a solution, but an actual litmus test. Yeah, uh, actual and test. And it's simple. It, it's simple yeah. enough. I mean, just yeah. leave your phone at home. Tell take the Facebook is. app off your phone and take Facebook off to use your laptop to get on Facebook. And let's see how that all works out. I guarantee you, you're not on Facebook or Twitter or whatever as much as you are because you got that phone in your hand, like my 13-year-old, all day long. He takes the trash out. He washes the dishes. He makes his bed. He puts his shoes on. He plays in basketball games with the phone in his hand. Well, he doesn't do that. But you know what I mean. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. And that's yeah. partially my fault. Yeah. Well, CJ's uh, uh, my 13-year-old. Same thing. Same thing, except it's not, it's not, let me say this, it's not a social media thing. Uh, with them, it's YouTube. It's just YouTube and every basketball thing. Oh, well, I know with CJ, it's everything basketball, just basketball. But and he just absorbs everything that's that he's watching, yeah. and and that's it. Um, but but it's just all he does all day. So when you try to have a conversation with him, or you try, I constantly have to tell him, you know, take the earbuds out, take the, you know, constantly have to uh, get on him about it. And even still, you know, the conversations are very short. It's hard enough with a hormonal teenager 
to have a conversation with him, uh, let alone when he's constantly distracted by, you know, whatever he's watching on YouTube at the moment. Well, solutions. In the next episode that we do about social media with our guest, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nicole Rentilla. But it's not next week's show. What is next week's show? So next week, we're going to be talking with Mr. David Hess again. Uh, we had him on you know, a season or two ago. It's I, been I, a couple seasons now. Yeah, he hosts uh, the, well, I was going to say Hometown Heroes. Really, Joe? <laughs> no, wrong one. Wrong podcast. Rising Above Podcast. Uh, and, you know, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking a little bit more about fostering and adoption and uh, some of his life story and where he's at with his podcast as well. Yeah, um, Dave, Dave's come a long way since the last time we talked to him. I've been on his podcast, I think, twice uh, since the last time uh, he was on our show. That was an audio only. I'm sure we'll include that link in the video podcast that we're going to do with him that everyone is going to see next week. And he's going to talk up not only about his journey that we've already touched on with Foster Care. I know you and he uh, have an avenue that you're going to discuss that. He's also going to talk about so many different things going on with the Rising Above podcast, where, when it all started, and then what he's been doing since. He has his own apparel line now. Uh, he does a lot of Facebook Lives. I was on one of those uh, where we just go off the cuff um, and talk about uh, different concepts, you know, different mindsets. Um, obviously, if you listen to Rising Above, it's all about overcoming. So there's a lot. There's a lot in common between Rising Above podcast which is out of uh, East Lansing, Michigan, and the uh, Two Brothers One Mike podcast, which is out of Youngstown, Ohio. So uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic interview. He's got a lot to talk about, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. All right. Well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this, in this video's description. Finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. You, you know, you were on a roll for like nine or ten episodes in a row. I'm not even, even going to edit this. I'm going to leave it right here. You in. were flawless for like ten episodes in a row. And I kept dabbing. I, I was actually sweating under this hat. I was like, could it be 11 in a row? Nope. Nope. No, not this time. Not this time. Oh, well, better luck next time. I got things to do. I got to look at all oh, my goodness. I got to go, folks. Be the best you out there. This is not helping us at all. We'll talk more about that in a future show. Take care, everyone.